You're listening to the St. John's Diamond Creek podcast, recorded live each Sunday at St. John's Anglican Church, Diamond Creek. This episode presented by Associate Minister Julie Blinko. what Jesus is like. Come and see what he's doing in the lives of locals and the lives of our friends in this church. And today I want to introduce you to Rod Gorfine and Di King, who are both going to share that. So can we give them a round of applause as they come up? There you go, Di. And Rod, take a seat. Okay, so right thorn, on... Thorn among the roses. <laughs> oh, maybe, I, maybe we should swap. <laughs> so I um, just want to acknowledge it's courageous to sit up here and to share parts of your story. We did meet during the week uh, to, to think about what we were going to share today. Both of you had mentioned to me you've, you've had a background, like you, you grew up with a little bit of an awareness of God. Um, Rod, can you paint a picture for us of what life looked like for you in the earlier years there? I can, Julie. Uh, I grew up in a Christian family. In fact, um, my father was a Methodist minister and then a Uniting Church minister and all those changes went went along. And I remember um, just a routine part of our life. Every Sunday, um, we'd all get dressed in our best and off to church. And uh, when I was a young lad... Uh, we were in Tasmania, and my dad had a number of um, churches in his circuit. So often I'd go to church two or three times a day, <laughs> or that's a Sunday, uh, just to keep dad company. How about you, Di? Okay, um, I didn't grow up in a Christian family. Um, I went to um, primary and secondary schools, was educated by Catholic nuns. And that was, for me, that was a wonderful experience. Um, and I learned about God and come to know God, but not in a really personal way. And um, I went to church every Sunday because our parents made us go um, with my siblings, but they didn't come with us. And uh, then I kept going to church and learned more about God, and I came to believe in him, but not really know him as a, per- with, as a personal um, contact. Anyway, um, when I got to my teenage years, I stopped going. So. So you might be thinking, oh, they both, they had a head start. One was raised by a Christian minister, the other one was instructed by nuns along the year. Like, that's, surely they're Christian. Um, they're here today to sort of talk about the journey that led them to have a, having a personal faith, uh, that you're not just born into it. Uh, we mentioned today's Mother's Day and how that's usually a joyful celebration. We think mums are champions. It's tough work being a mum. Um, but we also recognise at times it is tough and there's ups and downs. Di wants to share a time for her that it was particularly hard for her motherhood, but God really stepped in. Okay. Um, I was very young when I got married, and I had two beautiful children. And um, after about seven years, my husband walked out, and um, I was left with the two kids. Um, and that was a very dark time for me, and I uh, really suffered from depression at that time. And uh, there was one particular night that um, is always in my memory. <clears throat> is that um, my daughter, she was about four months old at that time, and uh, she woke up and was crying for a long time and was very distressed. 
Um, at that time, I was on medication and I just wanted everything to go away and for her to stop. I really didn't know what to do. So I seriously considered taking a whole bottle of tablets. Um, but deep inside, there was something, some voice or something there saying, don't do that. That's very selfish of you. And uh, do you want your children to grow up without a mother? So thankfully, I'm sitting here now, um, I rejoice in the fact that my two beautiful children are growing up and they have children of their own and I have four grandchildren. So, yeah. I just want to recognise, Di, that that's quite a personal thing to share and courageous to share, but it's helpful, isn't it, like that God's the God of our quiet moments and our fearful moments, not just the God of some days. So, yeah, thank you, Di, for sharing that. Rod, born to a Christian minister... Tell us about how it became your own faith rather than just my family believes this and therefore so do I. Well, going to church a lot meant that I heard the gospel story lots of times. From my dad's sermons, we go to Sunday school every Sunday, we went to youth camps. And uh, so I had a strong head knowledge of what Christianity was all about. Um, but I guess the change uh, for me, the, the actual shift, um, came through uh, the massive slice of my life through my teen years was going, uh, I don't know if some people may have been there or know the place, it's a camp down in Lake Tyres, <clears throat> just um, east of Lake's entrance. And every Easter, um, it was just part of our life, uh, we would go to uh, Easter camp and... Um, and for me, I realised that I needed to get serious. Mm. It's very easy to just sit on the fence with all this Christian stuff and uh, just go through the emotions. <clears throat> but I realised that um, there was a lot more. Uh, and I could see it in my family's life, my dad's life, who was such an inspiration and still is for me. And so... As I went through, um, it was about 14 or 15, um, I realised I needed to get serious and make a decision to say, God, I want you to be in my life. Yeah. So it came to crunch time. Yep. Like, Now's the time I'm going to do this. That's right. So there was a wonderful pastor who uh, came uh, to the camp and his name was Charlie Packett. Always remember his name. Don't know what happened to him. Don't know if he's still alive. <laughs> Charlie but, Packett here today? <laughs> no, just, just checking. It might have been cool. But Charlie had just, uh, he was, he was Jesus-filled. The Holy Spirit just went through every ounce of his body and he prayed with me and led me to make a personal decision. The power of one person just sharing that news with you yep. and helping you decide. Yep, I welcome really... Jesus into my life, Joy. <laughs> Di, you've described God as the God of second chances. To me, why would you say that? I think it's probably a God of a thousand chances in my own life, but why, why would you say that? Uh, well, I've had the personal experience of having him giving me so many second chances. Um, the first, well, one of many was in 1984. I met my second husband, Ted. What a It's Ted here. <laughs> so that was meant to be a but it came out wrong. <laughs> so that was um, really special, and um, Belinda was about nine when I met Ted. Um, so that was very special for him to come into our lives. And when I look back now, I know that um, 
God was going to use both of us in later journeys. Anyway, um, we came to move to Diamond Creek in 1987. And Belinda was about 12 at that age. Uh, yeah, 12 she was. Anyway, um, she decided she wanted to get baptised. Didn't know where this came from, but anyway, she did. And um, so we uh, came along to church, or we rang up the church and found out, you know, if she could get baptised, etc. And um, so we started coming along to church too. And we we're also living in a street in Diamond Creek that was surrounded by Christians that came to St John's. So I don't believe that was any coincidence, you know. Uh, anyway, so we started coming to St John's and getting involved. And um, along the way, we heard some great ministers talk and some missionaries. And even though I think back to that dark time, I know that God, even though I didn't know him personally, he was looking after me then. And uh, he had a plan for me. So, um, yeah, so we became a part of St John's for quite a few years. And, um, and I guess um, during that time, I also joined a small group um, of um, people that came to St John's and they actually gave me my very first Bible. I never had a Bible before. So that was really wonderful for me. And uh, we just became a part of the community at St John's. And um, I believe Belinda, my daughter, was part of me coming back to, in a way of knowing God. I still hadn't made that decision at that time, but it was coming. <laughs> so you've both spoken about coming to a place of making a decision, even though you're in a life group, die, even though you're at Christian camps. Both of you eventually made that personal decision. And I just wanted to interject for a second here and share a, a scripture that's really important here. John 3.16 says... For God so loved the world, meaning so loved each and every one of us, that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him, anyone on earth that believes in him will not perish and have eternal, but have eternal life. And there's no formal prayer. If we dissected what prayer they prayed or what decision they prayed, it's probably not the same one. They probably chose different ones and things that were true to their heart. And I want to give you guys an opportunity later, if you never have chosen to follow Jesus. You can choose that today. Um, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, it says we will be saved. So it's, it's a choice. It's a belief in our heart and speaking it out. Um, there's a simple prayer I'm going to offer a little bit later, but I just wanted to give you a bit of a heads up that I'll be offering that later. Um, Rod, you said you were in your teenage years when you made this decision. 10 years ago or so. Uh, <laughs> so you've lived a life, which is refreshing, right? So we're, we're thinking you made a decision for Jesus earlier on. Can you tell us a bit, maybe around your family or around your work, what's, what's life been like since? Well, How's, what difference has it made to have Jesus it, at the centre? Yeah. Hmm. This, um, preparing this has just caused me to reflect on, on my life, um, I'm 60 in a couple of weeks. I know there's many people here who can <laughs> add many years to that. But gee whiz, there's been so many things happen over those years. Um, and, and I know as a practising Christian and having a faith in God and accepting him as my maker, um, that has been life-changing mm. for me. It was touched on last week um, uh, the whole sense of purpose, and that became very real to me. And I thought, 
If God is my maker, then I'm here on this earth. What's my purpose? And I realised that um, God's given me a range of talents, a range of gifts, and I've got to use those, and I have used those to the best of my ability um, in this world. Um, And all the ups and downs, you know, sometimes you feel far from God and you know he's still there, Um, but uh, it's been a a fantastic um, aspect to reflect on God's work in my life. And, and also, I guess, all the blessings. You know, Robin and I, and my wife Robin, we talk about how we met. We in our family talk about a thing called God incidences. You know, we can't fathom how God brought us together because it just seemed to be God-ordained all those years ago. Um, and, and then the blessings. We've had three lovely children... Uh, we've had our first grandchild, so I opened that little brag book, <laughs> and uh, she's uh, one year old next Sunday. Oh, <laughs> it's well been done. great. And I just wanted to mention that um, all the doors, the doors seem to open when you're open to God and praying and looking for direction. There's no big signs anywhere, but we really believe that God brought us to this place. And there were many people, lots who are sitting in this church right now who were part of our journey and part of the blessing for, for myself and our family. You've summed it up really well, Rod, to know him as your maker, has given you purpose. You've seen his blessing. You've seen him leading you. Um, there were two scriptures that you shared with me that have been particularly relevant. We might have those scriptures up on the screen. And Rod, if you could read them and then share why they've been um, key for you. That should be the sun there. Rod's scripture's coming Rod's up. Rod's scripture. It's not is my the scripture. <laughs> if it's not there, we'll. Um, That's right, I'll read, read it, it here. here. I'll read it here anyway. One of the things which uh, has always resonated with me, and I think the scripture is referred to pretty well every week, and that is uh, from Philippians 4, verse 7, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And the the key part for me is that transcends or, you know, wonder what it's saying, transcends all understanding. It means how can you humanly understand understand it? God is so big, so massive, so complex, so father-like, so enormous... How can our little, my little human brain understand that? And so to just move to a point of acceptance, acknowledging that if God's peace, uh, if I can through a personal relationship through Jesus, accept God's peace, well, don't work it out. That's too difficult. Just accept it. It is beyond a human understanding. Can you give some examples of where that's played out in your life? Maybe with your work or something about your daughter as well. I talked about purpose. Uh, one, of the, one of the opportunities that I had right through my work career, I worked in um, a function called human resource management. Um, some of the people older than I will remember <coughs> that function's called personnel. <laughs> um, anyway, so that was my career in the energy sector in, in, in our state. 
Um, and I used to just sometimes pinch myself because it was just a wonderful opportunity because I was the people person all about human resources. And so that meant that there were so many situations through my nearly 40 years working in that industry where I had opportunity to demonstrate my Christian faith. Sometimes it was actually sharing my faith. I had to be careful with that in a corporate environment, in business. But certainly I could share my values and my care for people and my empathy uh, in all the different situations. And um, lived it out. Yes. Mm. And there was just one other thing I wanted, wanted to mention on this point, Julie. I cannot, I cannot remember... How many times, if I had a dollar, I reckon there'd be a Bentley in the car park, that I said to a line manager or a person at any level in the organisations, why don't we just say the truth? Because in my experience, people in the businesses that I were part of, when there were difficult things to say, they would try and spin it, try and work out, I will say it this way, it's not actually the full, the full truth. Um, or we're saying all this stuff, but we're not saying anything. And I would just say, do you know what? There's a lot of strength in the truth. Why don't we just say the truth? And as I say, it just was such an opportunity through my work uh, to be able to be that presence, mm. uh, to influence uh, where, where God put me. Mm. Um, the other aspect, sorry, I'm talking a lot. <coughs> the other aspect um, was around, uh, I guess, my health. Um, I, I like die. I've had a range of mental health issues over the years and certainly have suffered from anxiety. You mentioned previously that that's been something that's really, God's really helped you with, yeah. particularly with your daughter. Vinnie. That's right. I'll come back to that one. But here, I always used to wonder, what is it going to be like when I would leave my employment? Yeah. Would I be an emotional wreck? Would I be a bundle of nerves for weeks and weeks? But through my experience, God had actually prepared me for what happened. My job was made redundant. But I sort of knew beforehand. God, God put certain situations and and. and people in place mm. where I was aware through those circumstances and talking to different people, it was coming. Yeah. So I had time to prepare and we talk about the, uh, the passage, uh, the peace that passes mm. all understanding. It's preparing you for what could have been a you know, It could have been an absolute emotional mess, but yeah. I had such a lot of peace yeah. Um, in those last weeks before That's I uh, finish work for the full time. And I just praise God for that. John, I might ask you here, um, one of your key scriptures that you shared was Joshua 1.9. I'll read it. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And then perhaps you could read the second one and then share what's... How's that played out in your life? May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Well, I believe that God has taken me, my whole life has been an incredible journey. And before I move on, I should say that when I was coming to St John's all those years ago, 
I believe it was the encouragement, getting to know God through the Bible, that I thought, I've got to do something about this and I want what they have. So I was so encouraged and listened to speakers and that. So that's when I made my decision for Christ. Anyway, from that, um, God gave me a real passion to want to share Jesus with friends, with other people, mm. so that I um, probably people didn't, when I came around, they thought, oh, no, here she comes again. And he gave me many opportunities through my workplaces to just show God's love, not actually uh, Bible bashing, but just engaging in conversations and coming alongside people. Anyway, um, during that time, um, he'd also given me a passion, as well as Ted, um, to serve cross-culturally in missions. So we had a, an amazing opportunity uh, to go with an organisation over to Egypt. And we'd signed up for about two years. And um, um, I'll share just um, while we were over there how he took us really out of our comfort zone. And it was only through knowing him and trusting in him um, just after a few short months there, we had, um, prior to going, we had been to night school, learnt the um, Arabic, which isn't an easy uh, language to learn, and English was always only our, our language, so it was very difficult. But after we'd been in um, Alexandria, in Egypt, for a short time, we were asked to lead a conference up in Cairo. Heavens, Lord, what are we doing here? We had no experience in doing that. So we prayed and we went ahead and Everything seemed to fall into place, and by God's grace, we stumbled through. I thought, wow, you know, and it made me realise that God can use ordinary people to do extraordinary things. It was just incredible. So going on from that, we um, made a lot of relationships and some lifetime friends while we were there. But sadly, um, we were called back home uh, for family circumstances, and that was actually devastating for both of us. And um, I questioned God and I said, why God? Why now? When we put everything into this, it took us two years to raise finances, to learn the language, and you're asking us to come back home. So we, we did come back home and it was really by God's grace and his love for us and I realised he had another plan for us. Didn't know what it was going to be. Anyway, we um, came back home and uh, am I going... No, sorry. Um, uh, can you tell us what it was oh, like yes. when you came back home? So oh. you learnt the language, you'd raised the funds, you thought, we're going to be in Egypt, and then suddenly that time's cut short. That's right. Well, when we came back home, um, we went to a church out in the north eastern suburbs, and God's family helped us so much. Someone provided a car for us. Someone provided um, so many things just to help us get settled. We joined a small group. And it was very powerful to see God's loving Christian friends. And within a matter of weeks, we both had jobs, very good jobs. So God came through in all that time. And he taught us to be uh, really trusting in him and to be bold and go into unknown territory. So, so you had to be very strong and courageous, both in the going but also the coming back. So you've both shared stories here of things that could have been a disaster, really knocking people out, but God providing for you with a car, with jobs, with the peace that passes understanding. I, um, Julie, yep. may I just add one more quick story? Go for it. <coughs> Maybe, go for it. Sorry, just a really quick story. This is an opportunity I don't want to pass up. But I hold my emotions. <laughs> I, um, people will know that uh, for a number of years now, uh, our second daughter... Uh, was ravaged with anore anorexia nervosa. 
And uh, we were really fearing for her life because so many people <clears throat> with that illness, um, are do, uh, they, they, don't, they don't make it. And on behalf of Robin and I, I want to thank all the people in this parish, so many in this room, for their fervent prayer for both Robin and I and especially for Kimberley, uh, because it's really been a miracle. She, now for nearly 18 months, has been really improving her, her, her body, her mind. She has a, a vivid faith in Jesus. Mm. And a few months ago, she moved out from home and, uh, and she's embracing the world. And it's just been such a blessing. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Thank you. Am I going to share one last thing? Or? Uh, yeah. You can if you Do you like mind it. if I finish yeah, off? Go yeah, go for it. Um, I'd just like to say also that um, 2011, Ted and I came back to St John's and became part of the church community here and God got us involved in you know different ministries. And when I look back over my journey and when uh, Julie asked us to share... I again had to come out of my comfort zone because I'm not a person that likes to come up the front and uh, share. And I, God has taught me all through those years the reason to get up out of bed every morning because I know that without Jesus as my Lord and Saviour, there's no way I'd be able to um, do that. And even though I make many mistakes and I'll continue to make mistakes, I know that God will be with me the whole time. So I praise him and thank him for putting up with me. Thank you both and thank you for sharing honestly that it's not I became a Christian and everything was rosy. It's like Obi, I choose to follow Jesus and things got tough. Like life has tough bits in it but he was a peace, he was guidance, he was provision. He cared for you and loved you through each of those seasons. So I just want to honour you both for sharing from your life and I do hope it's encouraged and allowed people to see what it's like to have a, a vibrant faith in Christ. Sorry, I'd just like to say, say one no. last thing. Go for it, go Sorry. For it. <laughs> um, when Julie asked me, she asked me twice. The first time I said no, I didn't think I could do it. Second time, I realised that God was saying to me and my husband Ted said to me, Di, he said, you, I encourage you, he said, you have a story to tell. And I thought, you know, everybody here has a story to tell and so I just thank you for listening to mine. Thank you both. Let's thank them. Thanks, guys. I'll just put it back up. Thanks for joining us. If you've got any questions about this podcast, connect with us on our website, stjohnsdc.org.au or at facebook.com slash stjohnsdc. Don't forget, you can join us live in Diamond Creek every Sunday at 9.30am and 6pm.